on Hulu. I th- I think it's a movie. I could be wrong. I didn't know Hulu did original movies. I didn't either. I think it might be a new venture for them. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Origins and adaptations. What are you doing? <laughs> I'd like to uh, say something. Yeah. Uh, welcome back, and uh, oh, we I got hate an episode. You so much. <laughs> I'm going to murder you. <laughs> <laughs> we got a great episode for you. Yeah. My name is Andrew. And I'm Cody, and this is episode 86 of Nerd Weekly's comic book podcast, Origins and Adaptations. 86. Yeah, yeah. 86. Sweet. Wait, is that a term like I 86 them? Yeah. It yeah. means to get rid of. Yeah. yeah. Oh no. What does that mean about this podcast? Oh, no. Oh, no. no, no That's 86s. No, uh, we ain't 86 in no Yeah, one. let's just jump right into it. You know, no fluffing We could around. skip that number, kind of like the no. way they skipped the 13th floor on hotels. They just yeah, labeled yeah, it yeah. 14. Just we, 14. Could, we could call this 87. Just, just you like, to. you know, there's Windows 8 and Windows 10. Mm-hmm. There's no Windows 9. Because we don't need it. We don't need it. <laughs> this is episode 87, y'all. 87. All right. Okay. Um, yeah. Jumping right in, Cody. Let's right in. Let's let's, let's let's write it. Let's write let's, in. Let's use our words first yeah. of all. Let's jump right in. Okay. Uh, so in the comic scene of news, uh, Joe Hill, who is Stephen King's son, mm-hmm. um, also writer of Lock and Key, um, which is a really well done horror comic, is writing a new horror comic for the DC Black Label. Um, now, once again, if you don't recognize that name, DC Black is DC's Elseworld new label. Instead of just saying Elseworlds, they are now putting it under this label. And what that means for those who do not know, this is the non-canonized DC stuff. Yeah. So it's like, if you want to throw zombies in, DC Black. If you want to, you know, shoot Batman in the face and have Joker become the new Batman, DC Black. You know what's if funny? Is I, haven't, Flash, I haven't read any of the ones since they've jumped over, since they stopped calling it Elseworlds. I haven't yeah. read a DC Black uh, trade. I really want to read White Knight, which is kind of what I just said. Whereas Joker is the protagonist and Batman is the antagonist. Okay. Yeah, I've heard it's really good. That does sound pretty and sweet. I believe it's. I want to say Kyle Higgins, who did some Nightwing stuff. I could be entirely wrong though. So yeah, I'll let you guys know in next episode. Sweet. Uh, but going back to Joe Hill, I am excited for this. Um, you know, he has he has gone under his his daddy's belt of writing horror, and I think he could produce something pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, however, it is another Batman comic. So, <laughs> uh, you, you find that underwhelming a little bit. There are so many Batman comics. I it's agree. Just, it's bothering me. Just. I understand that he is your best-selling character, but every time there's like an animated movie come that comes out, it's, it's like it's like oh, and Batman's a central character. I'm just like, 
it's it's DC. Like you have so many characters, and you're focusing on this one every single time. You know what? Okay, do you, do you want to know why I think they're doing it? It's because, because he sells. Well, he obviously sells, but I think he's less of a hard sell than now. I mean, yes. I, I mean that figuratively. Yeah. Than some of the other characters, and truly, I think because DC hasn't taken the time to actually make a lot of their heroes look good on screen, mm-hmm. and they've rushed it. Yeah. They're worried people now are just put off by the by them because... Whereas with Marvel, they've had their characters on screen for so long that... And it was successful. Yeah. And I think that DC needs to... I think, I think DC, first of all, cinematically, I think they need to kind of, I don't know... Figure things out. Yeah, I was going to say take hold of the flame, but that might be a little dramatic. I mean, yeah. it would be nice if they could just finally put their pants on and walk outside and, <laughs> you know, put the big boy pants on yeah. and actually you do know, something. You know, they, they attempted it with uh, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, and Shazam. Like, they put the pants on. A little bit, yeah. They, they got yeah. outside, yeah. realized the belt wasn't on, and they kind of <laughs> fell down a little bit. But, you know, you know, they, they still managed to walk. That's, that's yeah. the important part. Yeah, that's true. Next I, time, they should just remember the belt and <laughs> things will be better. I like this analogy. Yeah. Uh, next is there is a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle and Mighty Morphin Power Rangers comic collab announced. That's uh, awesome. Coming out in December. So that they are going to cross over in some weird way. I am pretty excited. It's uh, Boom Studios and id. Um, not id. Id Software is the people that did Doom. IDW. Uh, oh, yeah. IDW, they are coming together and collabing to create this comic, um, which I'm excited about. Well, two I feel like, I feel two like of my favorite. And it is the TMNT IDW line. So it is that version of the Turtles. I'm trying to think, was there ever another one? No, but people could say it's like, oh, it's a different version. Oh, you know. it is, you, oh yeah, I see what you're saying. It's it's that actual canonized version. Yes, yeah. That's Just, awesome. And I believe it's the same with the Power Rangers. So what's cool to me is... It's it sounds like such a familiar idea because both of those teams have seen so much crossover. Mm-hmm. Well, not so much, but they've seen their share of it. Yeah, obviously the turtles have crossed over with Batman. They've crossed over mm-hmm. with uh, Ghostbusters, Power Rangers. Crossed over with uh, Justice League. Yeah, um, it is funny to me that they haven't crossed over with one another because they are two huge '80s slash '90s franchises. Yeah, that share they much, essentially much, were around the same time. Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of crossover there yeah. as far as far as the timeline goes, and a very similar audience. Mm-hmm. You know, so very this, much so. Like, here's the thing about these sell. comics: these comics aren't being sold to kids. Yeah, they're being sold to us. Yeah, the people that grew up on these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just by the fact that. The Power Rangers they're using are MMPR. Like kids nowadays didn't grow up with MMPR. Oh so yeah, it's like this is for people our age. But you know what's funny is that I've talked to some uh, some nerd types who are probably close to about eight eight nine years younger than us, mm-hmm. and they grew up with the later Power Rangers. What's kind of neat though is I have talked to a few people who have said, yeah, but I went back and I re or I, I watched the classic MMPR because that's where it came from. And I got to say like that, the OG is still, it's king. still the best. Like and I've tried. I respect so that. I think it was this latest, this latest version that came out. I was like, you know, it's been so long. They have to be good now. Right? Like TV's just getting better. Yes. So television like, on maybe, average is getting better. Yeah. Maybe I'll check it out. I'll see. It was bad. 
Yeah. Like, I couldn't get through the first episode. Well, another like, good so another bad. good example, uh, Disney TV shows and yeah. kids' movies in general used to be better in it's, the 90s. It, it is weird. Like, uh, Kids' TV is getting worse. It is getting worse. Like, the fact that we... I mean, we tried watching Girl Girl Meets World, mm-hmm. and it it doesn't even hold a candle to Boy Meets World. No, it's not no. even close. And you literally you only watch it to savor those little moments that connect back with the original TV show. Correct. Like anytime that Corey and Topanga and Sean are doing stuff, that's what you want. You know, when <laughs> you want Eric, the parents there. Yeah, when Eric comes back and like they have that whole interaction with each other, and you're Plays like, this, with squirrels. yeah, this is what I want. And then as soon as they're gone, you're just like, this is bad. Like this is boring and not good. Like the whole Riley and Maya, Maya and uh, what's his name? Huckleberry is what she. Her, I just want to say on this show, and in case this ever gets heard anywhere, yeah. I don't like Sabrina Carpenter. <laughs> it's, but it's still the fact it, that I got it, I got butt hurt over the fact that on her Instagram. Uh, story. She, the Elvis she insulted Elvis Costello, one of my personal favorite singer songwriters of all time, because well, a she didn't know who he was, yeah, and accused him of being unoriginal because he took the first name of Elvis Presley because that's an influence of his, yeah. But he, but it's just it's just so stupid. It's like he doesn't sound anything like him. What yeah. do you mean he's unoriginal? He's not, he's not trying to be Elvis. No. Yeah. But anyways, back to back to our main topic. I just had to go off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just had to go off a little no, bit. No, I mean, it, so them being together and doing stuff together makes total sense. Um Tim Seeley, this is the weirdest one. This <laughs> This was the weirdest piece of news that I possibly could have found out and I don't know if I'm disturbed or intrigued. Uh, Tim Seeley is creating a comic about space porn. What? Yeah, it is not space porn. He is not writing space porn. It is a comic that is central in this universe in which, like, porn is like a, uh, it's like a currency. And so people make it, you know. It's I don't know. I was like I don't know if I'm horrified. Like just I don't like, know that I quite follow. Yeah, Maybe. I was I was like I don't understand this. And like he kept saying he's like it's not porn. Like it won't be pornographic. It's just the premise. And it reminds me like there's a comic I read, you know, by Matt Fraction, who is one of my favorite writers, uh, called Sex Criminals. And the premise is these two characters have sex, and when they do, it freezes time. And so then they start, you know. Be, like they start robbing banks and stuff after having sex. Uh, That's so and weird. so like it is. It, it's a it weird, still surprises me that you read this, but it, it I'm is not, it, not judging you. It's a it's weird because like the like it is very you know graphic, not like super graphic. It's still graphic enough. Though. Yeah, it's graphic enough, and it's like there is that aspect, but the story that's going on is really good. And then it gets to this whole, like I've gotten to a point in the comic where there's this whole, like, uh, time police where they're police that have the same powers. And so they go around and they see these anomalies whenever this happens and they track people down and be like, no, we need to keep you under watch. Mm -hmm. And it becomes this whole thing. Like, I don't know. It's really weird. But, so this is where 
I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt of this is not a porn comic, but is it? It is this weird concept in weird in which things like revolve around sexual nature. Yeah. Uh, so I am cautiously op- optimistic about it. Yeah. But it's Tim Seeley, which is even weirder, just out of nowhere. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, however, speaking of someone who has written pornographic material, Alan, Alan Moore, Moore. Uh, is officially retiring from comics. He is Really? He is officially, I don't think he's written anything for a very long time, but he's like officially stated he is, he is leaving. He's out. Um, which, you know, he's, he has to be like 120. Like, <laughs> like I, I mean, he's a wizard, so he can live as long as he wants. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Alan Moore looks like a freaking He does. Mad wizard. Who, li- who lives in a basement? Yeah. <laughs> it's where he he gets, has that basement look to him. It's where he gets all his power. He is an incredible writer. But, but I mean... I don't know. It's cool. Maybe he yeah. feels like he's had. Maybe maybe he feels like he's had his shot, and he said everything he needs to say. Probably. And then he's he's looking at the you know, the whole. Um, who's the other one? Miller. Frank Miller. Frank Miller. Uh, and he's going. He's he said a little too much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to get into that territory. Yeah, Frank yeah. Miller has definitely just talked too much. Yes, very much so. Uh, in the TV side of things, Disney Plus is adding a War Machine TV show now on top of the um, Loki TV show, WandaVision TV show, uh, Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier TV show. They are now adding a War Machine, which will have Don Cheadle in it, uh, starring in it. Could be interesting. I'm excited. Yeah. I am more excited. We talked about this. Oh, have we talked about this at all? Phase four? Yeah. I don't think so. Okay. So we're going to get to that. Shoot, uh, peeps. Okay. <laughs> I just want to apologize like for everyone in front of God and Country. There's no excuse why one of the, one of us, you know, hasn't already brought this up. Oh, uh, so like the maybe, reason maybe there is, but it's just the not reason to I'm mind. the reason I'm like it's in my head is because I talked about it on Real Again. Like I didn't go into depth, but like we talked about it. Okay, and right. So that's where I was like, wait, we've talked about this. And so, <laughs> and I did say it on Reel It In that I would talk about it more on here. So we will get into that. Sweet. Um, but uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. is going to end after season seven. Really? Um, okay. I think they're on season six right now. And they just finished the last shoot of the whole entire show, I think, yesterday. So, like, it's a uh, bittersweet. But seven seasons for this show, I think, is incredible. I thought it was going to be done after four. Um, there were a lot of people that thought it was going to be done after one. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's awesome that we got this far. For movies, we have Zachary Levi uh, says that Warner Brothers plans on three more Shazam movies and one Black Adam movie. Three more Shazam movies and a Black Adam movie. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's a, that's a lot. God, I know a lot of people, including uh, one of my best friends, said that they liked Shazam, but that I just felt too familiar and i have to agree it does seem like one of those movies where you, after you leave the theater you go i liked it i have seen that movie before though kind of like yeah. where just the, the the concept maybe not so much the concept but the the storyline mm-hmm. the the skeleton of the story feels like it's been done before it's same with captain marvel yeah like we left 
I think it was AJ and I left Captain Marvel and it was like, this has, Marvel has done everything that they did in this movie before. Yeah. But better. Yeah. Like, that's how we felt about Shazam, that. Shazam, I left the movie feeling just so uplifted and happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That it was worth it. Mm-hmm. And I loved the ending scene with, uh, why am I forgetting his name? Uh, Mr. Mine. Is that, isn't that his name? Mastermind. Mastermind. I was the, like, Mr. Mine. Mr. Well, I, oh, you said Mr. Mind. Mr. Mind. I was like, Mr. Mind is, is, is Mastermind or Mastermind? Mr. It, is, it is Mastermind. Yeah. The, the little, the little uh, caterpillar dude. Yeah. At least that's what I've always called him. Why, why Such a call, weird. Why would I call him Mr. Mind? I don't know. You said <laughs> that, and I literally thought you said Mr. Mime, and I was like, no, that's, no, a, mime. that's a Pokemon. Uh, and There's then, a Pokemon called Mr. Mime. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah, he's like a he's like a clown looking looking Pokemon who uses like. Invisible screens and stuff. Well, that's more than a bit creepy. He is really creepy looking, <laughs> especially in Detective Pikachu. They they made him realistic, and it's even creepier. Uh, then finally, in news, which we will then just dive into Phase Four stuff, talking mm-hmm. about it. Uh, Taki Watiti, who was the director of Thor Ragnarok, um, for those who do not know, know was the third third Thor. Uh, is coming back to do Thor 4, um, and the reason for that, he actually wasn't on to coming back to do Thor 4, uh, but the reason he is is because Akira, which is the project he was working on, uh, is being put on delay. Uh, So he is able to come back and do this fourth Thor. So let's just, you know, get right into it. Uh, We'll first start with the, the movies, the Phase 4 movies, because... This is something that's interesting with the with the Disney Plus stuff. They are uh they are putting together Phase 4 is now becoming TV shows and movies, which is really interesting that people will go have to go and watch now a TV show on top of the movies to get the full experience of the of these. Well, I mean, yeah, that is that is asking a lot of people, but it kind of it kind of seems to be the the natural progression of things. Yeah. As time's gone on, I've noticed that movies are asking more of people. Mm-hmm. Like even with Marvel movies having to stay till the end and then the credits and, and the then credits, yeah. the yeah. So we have two post credit scenes in a lot of these movies, and then you mm-hmm. have to go and watch each franchise's or Marvel's yeah. the main franchise, but you have Thor and and Iron Man, and you have the Guardians of the Galaxy, you have Cap, and now you have to keep up with the TV shows in order to understand what's going on in the movies, I'm sure. So it seems to be the natural, the natural progression mm-hmm. of what Marvel's doing. They're just, they're asking more of their audience because they're in the position to, they know they've got a loyal fan base. So, yeah. So starting right off is the black widow movie. This is coming out May 1st, 2020. It's the next movie that's coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is a sequel to civil war. And a prequel to Infinity War. So this is something I did not know. I thought this was just going to be a prequel and they were going to try to do DH stuff like they like they did with uh, Samuel Jackson for Captain Marvel. Mm-hmm. But no, it's in between Civil War and Infinity War. Okay. Uh, and it's probably going to show, you know, why she gets the blonde hair, how she gets to where she is. Um, because when Civil War ended, there she wasn't necessarily on the bad side or not the bad on caps. Like she did stuff to help cap, but there was no like 
like fermentation of like you are now mm-hmm. on the other side. Uh, so that that'll be really interesting. Is stars Scar- Scarlett Johansson is back as Black Widow. David Harbaugh, uh, Harbor, who is a hopper from Stranger Things, mm-hmm. is going to be in it as Alexei Shostakov. Um, Florence Pugh as Yelena Belova. These are probably Black Widow characters that I have no clue about. Um, OG Fagenbell. What'd you call O-T- me? OT Fagenbell. <laughs> His name. Why? That's unfortunate. No. <laughs> and you probably say it differently than what I just said. For a second, I thought you said OG faggot balls. <laughs> That's what, I think I, I not not the last oh, part. God. Not the last part. We're sorry, folks. It was well, close. It was, it was close. But, yeah. It was close. Uh, <laughs> Rachel Wise, which is interesting. She's a name. Yeah, definitely a name. And then I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Um. However, the villain that has been announced, it, which is really interesting, I'm I'm actually excited to be, because I'm not excited for this movie because I think it's a movie that doesn't need to happen. It's a little too late. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a movie that should have happened before now. Uh, Taskmaster is going to be in it. Okay. Um, he's going to be the villain, which I'm excited to see how they do that. If they do it, this movie needs to be in the style of Winter Soldier. Like, it needs to have that raw, like, hand-to-hand combat, show me everything, don't do the Captain Marvel stuff. If you do the Captain Marvel stuff, I will, I, I want to leave this movie if you do the Captain Marvel stuff. Which, what, is the, which specific Captain Marvel stuff? Anytime she punched, they cut the camera. Because they had to show that she was, you know, punching this dude and making him fly. Right. And with her power. Yeah. And it's an old technique that I I'm tired of. You know, I've seen so many movies that don't do it. That's like at this point I want more of that because when I see it, it's lazy to me. Yeah. It's just like you you got an incompetent actor to do this. And that's usually the case. Yeah. Um just show me show me the action is what I'm saying. Show me the action. Uh, next on the phase four for movies is, so phase four, even though they are doing a combination of movies and TV shows, it is not saying that the movies are short. Like we are not short in movies. There are a lot of movies coming out. The next one is the Eternals, which will release November 6th in, uh, 2020. It will have Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, uh, Kamal Ninjani, Lauren Ridloff, Brian Tyree Henry, Salma Hayek, Leah McGough, and Don Lee. Uh, And I thought at some point there was announced that Keanu Reeves was going to be in it. But maybe not. But that's crazy. The fact that we have Salma Hayek and Angelina Jolie now in the Marvel Universe. Mm. That's, that's, That's crazy. Um... Yeah, so this is yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot of star power. Yeah, uh, and then someone who should not be like missed is Kamal Nanjiania. Nanjiani. Uh, he is. He was just in a movie called Stuber. He's in The Big Sick, and he start like he's one of the main characters in uh, Silicon Valley, and he is an incredible comedic actor. Um, I I love everything he does. Uh, 
there's not been a lot of synopsis added to this. We don't know too much. I am not a huge fan of the Eternals, and by that I don't mean like I don't like them. It's just I don't know anything about them. Yeah. Uh, for those who do not know, there's uh, 6,000 Marvel characters. So whenever someone comes to me and goes, hey, you know, what about this character? And I'm going, you know, you can't, you can't count on me. To know every single character. Yeah, but I, I'm, I mean, and this is, I mean, this I, is not to make your situation seem less difficult. Yeah. But I feel like I probably go through that even more often than you do, where people are like, "Who is, like, let's say Constantine, for instance, yeah. who is not Marvel, DC. He's he 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 is DC. Yeah. So that's that's not. If important. we want to go that, even that, more, that isn't important. If we want to go more semantics, he's more Vertigo than he was DC. But, True. Yeah. yeah. But um, uh, I always say, well, I. I don't follow every single character. Yeah. You can't. You, yeah, you can't. Because it's all under one label and it's in one universe. I think a lot of people... But it's not all the same. Even even in Marvel, there... I mean, I, f- I find like the Daredevil, like Hell's Kitchen vibe, mm-hmm. to me is so different from the rest of the street-level characters. That yeah. Once you get yeah. into Hell's Kitchen, you are in raw territory. Yeah. Like that, like that, that that has its own vibe, and same with um, Spider Man and and uh, the X Men. Like mm-hmm. it's all, it's very different. It's all very different from yeah. one another, even though it's in the same universe. But like, there's there are too many areas to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. If you I mean like it's just or pardon me, there's too many different areas to pay equal attention to all of them. Yeah. Uh, the next on the list is Shang Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, which I am very excited about. Uh, in which it stars um, Simi, Simu Lu. I don't want to ruin his name. It, he is Chinese, and I apologize if I just botch his name. Um, but Simu Lu, and then uh, as Shang-Chi, and Tony Leung Chao Wei as Ma- the Mandarin, um, and then Aquafina, I believe is her name. Um, and she is set to be a character. They haven't announced what character she plays. Uh, but this is supposedly the Mandarin Israel, Legend of the Ten Rings. That's a whole thing with the Mandarin. Um, and he is very upset as at... Um, who, is, who is the actor that played him? Ben Kingsley's character uh, in Iron Man 3, who posed as the Mandarin. Uh, and we saw that in Long Live the King, which is a, a short, a uh, Marvel short, in which Ben Kingsley's in prison and everything, and uh, at the very end gets, you know, broken out by the real Mandarin, assumedly to be tortured, uh, you know, for trying to impersonate him. Mm-hmm. The cool thing about this movie, and it's probably the one that I'm... Uh, you know, most excited for for this reason is the pretty much everyone in the cast is going to be Asian of some sort, and I think mostly Chinese. Like, I think they're trying to get them to be Chinese. Really? Um, which is really cool. That's and cool. And he will be the first uh, Chinese superhero on film, I want to say. Well, it depends. What about, uh, I mean, I know it wasn't a good movie, but Green Hornet? You got Kato. Okay. I will take Kato. I I always thought of Kato as a superhero. Yeah, I mean, uh, he essentially was, back in the day, Green Hornet's weird because it was a 
radio show. And then it turned into a, well, it, it did turn into a TV and show. And then turned into a TV show. It was a comic. And then there was the movie, the Seth Rogen movie. The Seth Rogen movie, yeah. I will I, I will take that. So he is the second. He was he's the second one. Um the reason I say film is because uh Daisy's character in Agents of Shield, who is played by Chloe Bennett, um she's half Asian. So it's like gotcha. and then Ming Hua uh, the 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 lady who plays Mulan does the voice of Mulan. Gotcha. Uh I don't want to botch her name because I don't remember it off the top of my head. Uh, but she is awesome. She's incredible, and she's one of the characters in that show as well. Uh, yeah, so Shang-Chi, I'm excited for this movie. I think out of everything in Phase 4, movie-wise, this is the one I'm excited for the most. Uh, next is the second one I'm excited for, which is Doctor Strange in the, multi- in the Multiverse of Madness. That name I'm not excited for <laughs> because that's a lot. I thought it was just Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, but in the Multiverse of Madness is quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is being directed by the same person who did the first one. Uh, he also did Sinister uh, and a couple of other horror movies. So something people have been saying is that this one is going to be more horror-esque, uh, so, which should be cool. This is coming out in May 7th, 2021. Um, it's going to star Benedict Cumberbatch as Stephen Strange, uh, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, uh, Rachel McAdams is coming back as Christine Palmer, Benedict Wong is coming back as Wong, and then Chiwetel Ejiofor is coming back as Carl Mordo, um, and then Nightmare is going to be the villain, um, as well as probably Mordo, who at the end of Doctor Strange, one of the post-credit scenes is him killing the guy whose legs were healed. Um, due to magic, uh, because he is now on a war path on magic users because he thinks it's uh, decaying the universe, which it could be. That's a big point. The one thing is that this will be a crossover sequel to WandaVision, um, which is the TV show that's coming out, which will have Scarlet Witch and Vision. I am... I'm the most intrigued by that one because I I don't know how they're going to do that. Then, uh, believe it or not, the movie I'm actually least excited about for uh, Phase 4 is the next Thor movie. Yeah. Uh, Thor Love and Thunder, which is Thor 4, um, I am not excited about. Uh, For one... One giant reason. Uh, uh, yeah. Something that I have complained about so much, and I was so excited that she was gone. I almost feel like we don't even have to finish what we're going to say. But, uh, I, but I, like, I feel like I have to. No, I know, I know. It's going to be a spoiler for people because it was a big thing, but Natalie Portman is coming back as Jane Foster. Uh for Love and Thunder. I thought we were done with her. I know. She I can honestly say Cody, I think she is my least favorite character in the whole MCU. I think I think so too. I like, think so too. Yeah. It is she's so boring. She's, she's so unbelievably unintriguing. Yeah. And so this is I'm going to, you know, 
I'm going to probably just go off quite a bit here. Uh, so a couple of things. Um, the reason that she's coming back and they're doing this is because they want to do Jason Aaron's Mighty Thor run, which in in which Jane Foster becomes Thor. She becomes Lady Thor. They're going to be doing that. Uh, and it doesn't make sense for a multitude of reasons. So in the comics, it didn't make sense for her to be called Thor because that's his name. But they were able to use, oh, we'll just call him Odin's son because he goes by Thor Odin's son quite a bit. Yeah. One issue I have is they, I think they've referred to him as Odin's son once in the MCU. Mm-hmm. So that's weird. In the first movie. In the first movie. When he's getting his hammer taken from him. Yes. Uh... They don't reference him as Thor Odin's son pretty much anywhere else. It is always Thor. And that's, it's bothering me even more with the MCU because aliases are becoming less of a thing. Like, Tony Stark is Iron Man. Uh, Captain America did get passed on to Falcon. Uh, but, like, these characters are becoming synonymous with their, their essentially monikers. Yeah. Uh, However, this is something that has bothered me even with the comic. I don't care that Jane Foster has gained Thor powers. Like, cool. That is that is cool. You know, she gets the powers, she becomes the main character of the comic. I'm all for it. Her name... it Calling her Thor just doesn't make sense. When Captain America picked up the hammer and was using the hammer with his shield, he did not become Thor. Right. He just became Captain America who could use Thor powers. Yeah. When Storm in the comic picks up ha- Thor's hammer, she doesn't become Thor. Right. She becomes Storm with enhanced, awesome uh, Thor powers. Yeah, exactly. So that has been in the comic even. Like, that is my main problem with her becoming Thor in the comic is it to this day, and a lot of people try to justify it, and there's been no way. There's been no way that someone has used it as a justification and it actually making sense to me. I just don't understand how you can... Yes, so we're going to ignore that. Jane Foster in the comic is a way better character. She is incredible. Yeah. I like Jane Foster in the comic because she is a person that goes out and actually tries to help people. She is a nurse. She is a doctor. That A naughty doctor in physics who wants to get her name out there so she can, you know found like yeah. find something i didn't she, like that twist she actually helps people like mm-hmm. she actually wants to help people so it makes sense when it's hey we need someone to become worthy she picks it up she can become worthy that she has that strive for the betterment of people of a per, like a people group of some sort and i like i can totally see that i can get that this jane i don't get that at all uh if you told me that she's one of the people I can go and pick up a hammer and turn into like and get Thor's power, I would laugh at you. I'm worried. I think it's, I honestly I think it's a huge mistake and I I just don't buy her looking. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know they're going to give her a costume and I just don't buy it. E- yeah. It's and then look yeah, weird. it's going to be odd. Uh Natalie Portman, just telling you now, you need a steroid up right now. Well, like, I also want to say, like, there's just been a huge disconnect because she hasn't had any presence in any of the movies lately yeah, at all. I mean, that's that was going to be my. 
That was going to be my next point of... There's a huge disconnect there. She's not been an established character for a couple of movies, and now we're bringing her back in. Not only that, uh, Mjolnir's gone. Yeah, I don't... I don't know what like, they're going to do. I, I don't understand that, because the power is within Thor, like him as a as a person... And the reason he loses that is because he becomes unworthy, which now are we just going to do the storyline again of that he becomes unworthy because he was pretty sure he was unworthy in the in Endgame. Yeah. Like, that was a whole thing. So, I, there are a lot of things in here that I'm just like, I'm not on board. I wish Tessa Thompson was becoming the next Thor. Like, that character. Just take her character, Valkyrie, and replace Jane Foster. Yeah. Yeah. And then they came out and was like, oh, and Tessa Thompson is either bisexual or gay. And it became a big thing. Mm-hmm. And it was like... Oh, you mean, you mean in real life? No, the character. The character, okay. In the, in I, the movie. I honestly didn't didn't know. That's because that. uh, you t- it, it's not a big deal. <laughs> like, literally... What I loved about Thor Ragnarok is it wasn't there wasn't a romance love story, mm-hmm. but I mean I guess this is called Love and Thunder, so I don't know. Moving on, uh, actually not moving on. Uh, I don't I don't know if it's in Phase Four, but they did announce a very special last minute movie, which is going to be Blade, uh, which I am very excited about. Um, it's going to be the bad guy in um, Luke Cage, the first half of Luke Cage. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. The guy who played Cottonmouth? Mm-hmm. He's going to be playing Blade. Oh. Um, yeah. Which is another stamp of, like, the Netflix shows don't exist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I that's, like Blade. That's fun. Yeah. For those who don't know, Blade is a vampire, half vampire, half human. The Daywalker. So yeah. So he has all of the benefits of a vampire without the weaknesses. Yes. I um, I will say this though. Like I'm a huge sucker for the very first Wesley Snipes Blade. Oh I, yeah. I don't remember Wait, the Deacon Frost is the yeah. yeah. Well, Stephen Dorff. Yeah. Was it was it Stephen Dorff? It might have been. The character's name is Deacon Frost. Yeah. So, no, yeah. I was just curious if that was the name of. The guy who played, and then sure. for those who don't know, Blade, uh, in Blade Two, which is directed by Del Toro, mm-hmm. um, the bad guy's care, the bad guy's name is Nomak, and my brother, that's his handle for pretty much everything, is Agent Nomak, uh, named after this character, yeah, in Blade Two. So, man, I like have they that, that's though. the one where like the face opens up. Oh yeah. Really creepy. Uh, then moving on to TV shows. First, we have The Falcon and Winter Soldier, which is going to be following uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, it's supposed to be set after the events of Avengers Endgame. Uh, first season will premiere in August 2020. I think the main premise is going to be him essentially becoming Captain America. It's Falcon learning how the ropes and... Stepping into the the shoes. Show them the ropes. Show them the ropes. Sorry. I'm just excited because that duo is really fun. Sebastian Stan and Anthony Mackie. Uh, I really love them in Civil War. It's one of my favorite interactions is them together. Uh, And then the second show is going to be uh, WandaVision, 
I still hate that name. I don't like that name either. It's the worst. Uh, but it will have Paul Bettany as Vision, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda, uh, Scarlet Witch, and then uh, Monica Rambeau, the uh, the daughter, um, I believe. No. Yes. So I'm excited. I'm excited for the show. Mm-hmm. I'm not excited for that name. That name is really terrible. WandaVision? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we have Loki, which is going to be starring um, Tom Hiddleston as Loki. That's all we know. And the worst uh, logo in the world. Yeah, that is that is just awful. <laughs> it's literally like someone went into paint. Google. Okay, if you're listening to this right now, please yeah, Google, Google Marvel the, Studios Loki. Yeah, and just look at the the logo. The greens don't even match. No, that looks it's horrible. Bad. Yeah, it's really bad. I would say the all the titles for pretty much everything have looked really bad. Like I don't understand how. They don't seem to have a good graphic designer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I think last but not least, which I'm extremely excited for, is Hawkeye with J- Jeremy Renner. And it's going to be the introduction. Actually, that the Hawkeye uh, logo is pretty good because it's like essentially that. the Hawkeye logo from the, um, from the comics. But it is going to be introducing Kate Bishop, who is the legacy character of Hawkeye. Um, who becomes the next next Hawkeye, uh, and their relationship relationship is really cool and really interesting. Um, and then a side one that was announced a little while ago was an animated series called the What If series, in which characters or actors from the movies are going to be voicing their characters. And they are what if stories of these characters in this universe, Mm -hmm. which is interesting because the first time you see a Lady Thor, uh, which I believe it is Jane Foster, um, the first time you do see it is in a what if story uh, that if she became Thor instead of Donald Blake, that kind of situation, which once again makes more sense in the comics because they set up that scenario where Donald Blake does become Thor, but they didn't in the yeah, movies. Yeah, they ignored that in the movies. Yeah. Besides that one little Easter egg where yeah. he, where she has, where it's like her ex boyfriend is Donald Blake. Yeah, her, it, it's his uh, scrub with his tag on it. Yeah, isn't that what it was? Well, yeah, because she she gave it to him and she's like, he's like Blake, and yeah. she's like ex boyfriend, and so it's like, oh okay, which is weird because it's it's a reference that Donald Blake still exists in the uni- in that universe. Yes, he exists somewhere. Yeah. Happy and not dealing with shenanigans. Good for him. Yeah. So that is all that he on also the, doesn't uh, have to be alongside Natalie Portman's crappy portrayal oh, of that yeah. character. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm going to go on right here. This is what bothers me about this. Okay. You know. Once again, roid it up. Like you need to get her. To the point, don't put pads on her. Don't put pads on her. They need to Linda Hamilton her. Like yes. In t- like Linda Hamilton in T2. Yes. Like, she needs to be able to kick butt, and yeah. I need to believe it. Because you look at Chris Hemsworth and Chris Evans, and their bodies are sculpted. Like <laughs> <From> they, <Marvel. laughs> they are incredible. They work hard at that. 
Like, incredibly hard to get to that point. Don't be lazy here, Natalie. I'm telling you. Don't do it. You got to go hard in the paint. You need to make me believe that you can punch a dude and make him go flying. Man, you know what I'm really, like, dreading? The, those moments where, I call them power moments, where someone's just walking really fast with that stern look on their face. Uh, you mean all of Captain Marvel? Yeah, she she was like the queen of it, but uh, they even had some cheesy moments in uh, Scarlet, Scarlet, Scarlet. Well, yeah, I guess yeah, Scarlett Johansson's first uh, appearance in Iron Man Two. Yeah, where she knocks out all those uh, henchmen in that hallway, mm-hmm. and there's the uh, there's that whole like fling the hair out of my eye, like 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 straight face scowl, like I'm a badass, mm-hmm. and I don't like it usually, and they do that for almost every superhero at some point. Yeah. They give them that moment where, like, they just, like, oh, it's it's like the I'm the shit cocky walk. Yeah. And I'm kind of, like, I'm kind of over that just in general, but I'm really dreading it where they try and make Natalie Portman look intimidating because <laughs> she's the furthest thing from it. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I, she just, uh, I don't know. Once again, it's gonna be a I hard think Linda, sell. I, I think, uh, Linda. Linda Thompson as well. Linda I Hamilton. I almost said Tessa Thompson. I almost combined Linda uh, Hamilton and Tessa Thompson together. Tessa Thompson, um, I think she could have done it better. Not saying that Natalie Portman is a bad actress. She's an incredible actress. She is a really good like, actress. She just happens to not do a good job in franchise, like fantasy or science fiction <laughs> franchises that I like. Yes. Uh, so that is it for news that is it for phase four if we learn more, anything more we will let you know any last thoughts Cody no I think we've said pretty much yeah. everything so people have asked me my thoughts and my thoughts are you know at this point I really don't care so there we go I will watch it yeah I mean I'm going to but <sighs> there's just been there, okay, there, I will say this there's been so much Marvel stuff that I don't really get excited about it anymore. I kind of, I mean, I do. I, I was excited about um, Spider-Man uh, Far From Home just because I really do like, I love Tom mm-hmm. Holland as Spider-Man. Yeah. And, but aside from that, I just, I feel like there's just been so much of it that it's hard to get excited about it the same way. Well, and here's the, here's the interesting thing. The reason I was excited about any of, any of the Marvel stuff is because we had a a story that was happening. Like, everything connected. Yeah. And I look at what they had just shown me, and I look at that map, and I go, I feel like they don't have a plan. Like, there is no Avengers movie in this. Yeah. In Phase 4. These are all just set different in different areas. One is a prequel. Uh in between movies we've already seen mm-hmm. based on a character, spoiler alert, very much a spoiler alert. If you have not seen Endgame, leave who dies in, in, in Endgame. It's not Guardians 3, so we know that Thor's interaction with the Guardians is going to be short-lived in Thor Love and Thunder unless him leaving is the reason we're getting... Natalie Portman's character, which, if we're re- here's what's <laughs> this is what hurts the most. If we're replacing Chris Hemsworth's Thor 
with Natalie Portman's Thor. Yeah. I'm I'm done with that series. <laughs> like Yeah. Like I that, that's I m- think it's that's DOA. My, that's my I'm gonna say that's it right my now. man. That's my man. I know. I do believe I know. in I do believe in Watiti, the director, to make it entertaining and fun. I'm just hoping that like her coming in as Lady Thor is just a small little bit as like a nod to the comics. Like, do not make this an established thing, is my whole thing. Uh no, so I mean everything from the first Iron Man to Endgame, that was a saga. That was a big chunk of my life. That mm. was ten years. I know. Eleven so years, long. I think. So it's like that was eleven years, yeah. And to think like even when Spider Man came out, I was excited, but I wasn't like I wasn't there day one. I went and saw it that weekend. It was this it was this moment of I don't need to go and see these movies day one anymore. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they would really have a plan the way they did for the original they said, phase. They or said not phase, but the original set of phases. Yeah. They did say after this phase, they do have plans for Fantastic Four. They said mutants, not X-Men. They said mutants specifically. Um, and Guardians 3 and others. Uh, one thing that was left off is the next Spider-Man movie. They did not talk about that at all. Uh, and they did not talk about, there was another thing. Uh, oh, no, no. They didn't talk about Guardians 3. They said Black Panther. Black Panther 2 and the other movies. And they left out Guardians 3 and Spider-Man. Gotcha. So we don't know when those movies will come out. Which is weird because these are characters that might be aged. Like, we won't get the fallout of home, uh, Far From Home Yeah. right away. But moving on, that is it for news. We are going to move on to our main topic. It's just a fun little topic. Yeah, uh, that I'm I, excited to just it's just just lists, right? Basically, yeah, it's just a list. But it's a list that I wanted to bring up because last week, uh, Jonathan Hickman released his first X Men comic. Okay, uh, yeah, which was called House of X. Mm-hmm. Incredible! I loved it. Um, I highly recommend it to everyone. I'm not going to spoil any spoil anything because I I legitimately do think people should go read it. Is the f- it is one of the first things I've wanted from an X Men comic in a very long time, and it the premise is essentially if the X Men are just tired of everyone. Yeah, yeah, and that's what it is. That's cool. That essentially mutants are now coming together as a whole, uh, and working together, and they want to be their own thing. And if you don't leave them alone, there's going to be consequences to that. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited for that. Uh, but today we are going to be discussing our favorite, top five favorite X-Men. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm um, excited for this. I got my so, list right here. So I do want to preface, I hope you did this, but I'm talking about X-Men, not X-Men characters, so characters in the X-Men comics, but people who were on the X-Men team. Does uh, that make sense? It did, and then when you- Not villains. So not, not mutants is what I'm saying. X-Men care, like actual X-Men. Uh yeah, I didn't include any cool. villains. Just want to make sure. So specifically, people who went to Xavier School and were a part of the team X Men. Okay, I mean, I'm if, trying to think of any occasions of any comics. like a lot of X Force weren't on X Men. A lot of a lot of them were weren't weren't. Oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. Like sure. I don't think Domino has ever been on the X Men. Yeah yeah. 
No, yeah, I'm spe- yeah, I, I'm specifically listing X Men like X Men proper. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Cool, cool. Uh, mine, my number five, uh, is Rogue. Nice. I I really like her character. I like the dynamic that it that she has of this, you know, this power in which it sucks the life energy out of people. Mm-hmm. So it's not just you know I take your power and I can use it, but it is a she is harmful to normal humans just because she will suck their life away mm-hmm. if she's not careful, and so she has to put on this protective clothing constantly. She can never really touch anyone. She can't have that physical feel um, that we have, that sensation in our mm-hmm. fingers and stuff like that. Yeah. Just because she might kill the person. Yeah. Um, it is an interesting concept, but it's a cool power of like, I can take your power and use it for like a, sh- a short duration of time. Yeah. Ro- Rogue made. <sighs> Rogue almost made my honorable mentions. Okay. I mean, there's so many X Men. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like there's, she's she's awesome. There's a ton. So do you have honorable mentions? Then we can just go. I do. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's do those first. I don't really have any. Well, I, I guess I do. Just off oh, the cuff. Since you already went into top five, let's do yeah. top five, and then okay, after okay. that, I can do mine. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm kind of unsure of my my uh, bottom two mm-hmm. in, in the top five, but I'll just I'll leave them as I wrote them. Uh, Professor Xavier. Okay. Yeah. I just, you know, the more I think about it, he really just pushes the stories forward. His mm-hmm. character, his monologues, mm-hmm. and, and his advice, you know, it's it's what makes the stories have so much... Yeah. It's, it's what gives them depth. He's He is a really interesting character because you... He has a very ominous feel to him that you're like, I don't know if I actually trust him. Charles? Yeah. Yeah. Like, he does a lot of stuff where you're just like, I don't I don't know if I trust Professor X. And you aren't talking about the movie no. version. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm talking about the comics. Yeah. Um, And they actually play with it in Doom Patrol, actually. Doom Patrol is a DC kind of X-Men-ish kind of comic where Niles Chalder, who is the, um, they call him the Professor, actually, who is wheelchair-bound. So he's the same kind of thing. He's brought these people together. Mm-hmm. Um, he ends up, you finding out that he has betrayed everyone. Like, he he has done all this terrible stuff to make the characters who they are so that way he can control and manipulate them. Uh, so they that story that, you know, Grant Morrison chose, who he also wrote the X-Men for a bit, but... He takes in play of you get that feeling with Professor X. It's never, I think there has been some comics where he has been kind of manipulative, but he just has that feeling to him. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's never like, oh, he's outright the bad guy. No, um, he's. You, I mean, he he's very much a good guy, but he yeah. he makes decisions that are questionable at times. Yeah. 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 Uh, they played that up way too much in Dark Phoenix. <sighs> like, like like they just played that part way too up to way too much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so then, honorable mentions. We can just do these. Uh, Beast is one of mine. Oh, uh, so wait. We're just going to go into, we're just going to talk about honorable mentions. We're not going to go into our top five? Not yet. We'll just do that f- that fifth one. And then you can just go down your list of honorable mentions. All right, cool. Okay, cool. Uh, so Beast is one of mine. I like him. He's a cool character. Not on my top five, though. Um, I would say Gambit. Okay. 
Yeah, he's he's, n- he's never been one of my very favorite X Men, but I do yeah. like him. Uh, funny enough, Nightcrawler. I really, really like Nightcrawler. He just doesn't make my top five. He's my next one. Yeah, for for honorable mentions. For honorable mentions. Yeah. yeah. How many do you have? Uh, oh, you know what? I totally lied. She made uh, Rogue was my third. I t- for some reason. Oh, she's in your top five. Yeah, I overlooked it. That's funny. That's weird. Yeah, no, <laughs> Rogue, Rogue is my third honorable mention. Yep. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Colossus is another one of mine of just honorable mentions. And then, um, so I, I only I only have three, and then I have two mentions that are from uh, Brotherhood of Mutants. Okay, so the bad guys. Yeah, I got uh, Magneto and yeah. Sabretooth. Ooh, good one. Gotta go Sabretooth. Yeah. I like a- uh, I, I don't know who you are, bub, but you ain't Sabretooth. <laughs> uh, and then Storm, <laughs> Storm is probably another one for me. Ooh, my yeah, final. she's great. Yeah. Uh, so my fourth- Actual top list fave is Emma Frost. I'm a huge fan of Emma Frost, who starts out as a villain, but eventually becomes an X-Men after having an affair with Cyclops. Uh, but it it's the strangest thing. Her story with Cyclops is the weirdest story. Uh, they have a mind affair. So she, she, like, they kind of sleep with each other telepathically <laughs> and Jean Grey finds out and like goes berserk yeah uh, and but at this point she's not the actual Jean it's like dark phoenix ish kind of Jean I believe like there's okay. it's it's like resurrected Jean so it's it's a weird point in time yeah uh but this is a thing that about Jean Grey that interests me a lot is I don't like her. Jean Grey? Yeah. She's she see to me I would say she's ominous and she yes. kind of yes. puts me off a little she's bit. She's also not a great person. Like I feel like the comics that I've read don't show enough of who she is as a person. Yeah. So she I don't know enough about her. And Bendis did this, and this is one of the reasons I can't stand him. But she actually he wrote her in a way that she is a terrible person. Um she's the one that outed Iceman as gay. Uh in the weirdest way. In the weirdest way. Because like she's like, You're gay. And he's like, What? He's like, No, I'm not. She's like, Yeah, you are. And he's like, Well, I mean, I might be confused about some things. And she goes, no, you're full on gay. And he's like, okay, I'm gay. What? <laughs> and it was it was really strange because it's at this point of she's reading into his mind. Mm-hmm. They're teenagers. And it's this weird fact of, did she just make him gay? Like, she convinced him that he was? Th- it felt that way. Yeah. Of like he, he was just got into his mind. Yeah, he was trying to figure things out, and she's like, oh, "I can read who you are, and this is who you are." Which is, like you said, that's just not something that a good person would yeah. do. Is just like jump into someone's mind yeah. so willy nilly, and that's just I don't know. I mean, the telepathic thing. I've always thought there's like obviously there's ethical boundaries and stuff which mm-hmm. is kind of what makes that power intriguing yeah because if you're if you're a benevolent character and you have this power that can be so easily used for evil yes i mean as they say in spider-man with great power becomes great, great responsibility, responsibility. Yeah. but 
yeah, that's not something that a good character or that a, a, a benevolent character would do. Hmm. Yeah, that's almost like something Magneto would do if he, if he had that power. Eric mm-hmm. can be manipulative and and can be can speak out of place and can mm-hmm. do things that are you know just malicious. And that, you, that's weird that they would write her like that. Yeah, and there's always been this kind of power dynamic in the comics that's. Like Cyclops loves Jean Grey, but she doesn't reciprocate it back very well. Right. Like he loves her, but she kind of loves him. It just like I've always felt that in the comics. Oh, I, oh, for sure. Um, whereas with Emma Frost, it's not that way. Like Emma Frost loves Cyclops. Like she will do anything for Cyclops. She does do a lot of stuff. The fact that she becomes an X-Men is because of Cyclops. Mm-hmm. Like, she goes against everything, and when he dies, like, it it destroys her, and that's whole, all the stuff with um, the X-Men versus Inhumans is all because of that. Uh, and so, you know, she she's a character that truly loves him. Yeah. Uh, for who he is, and one of the most powerful telepaths in the world. Um, so crazy yeah she's not more powerful than Jean, than Jean Grey right I think they have so they introduce a thing in House I would of, say Jean's more powerful but I mean yeah it's yeah she in, they introduce something in House of M called uh, Omega Levels and so it shows all the Omega Level X-Men and Jean Grey is on it and they say tell like with telekinesis she's not Omega Level but her telepathy is um, and so in one category, she is, like, as a telepath, she is a mega level. Like, her limit, there is no limit to how much power she can grow. And that's... that's yeah, the, it's so scary. That's where the... It's oh, one of the most dangerous powers, yeah. too. And that's where the Omega level stuff happens, where Magneto is that in magnetism of, like, his power essentially can be limitless depending on his situation. And then... uh I think there's nine of them. There's nine Omega levels, and Legion is one because of his uh, power manipulation, the ability to essentially create new powers out of personalities. Um, he's an Omega level uh, X-Men or mutant. What about yours? Number four. My number four is Beast. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, I really like Hank a lot. I just, I think... The juxtaposition of what a what a what an enlightened, gentle person he is, and, yes. and, and his intelligence with science and all that is so beautifully juxtaposed, ju- juxtaposed with what a savage fighter he is. Yeah, he's he's so brutal when he when he fights, and and the thing is, he's such an asset to the team. Mm-hmm. He he really is one of the most important team members. Yeah, he's one of those. He's the smartest X Men. Yeah, he is, and I mean, he may not be the tactician that Cyclops is, because mm-hmm. because ta- because Cyclops, I'd say, is like the cap of the group almost. Yes, he's the he's the leader and he's yeah. the tactician. Um, but I would I would say along with uh, with Cyclops and Professor X, I consider Beast to be one of those. He like he's the glue. Yes. Without like with, yeah. without those three people, I feel like the team is weaker. Yeah. And um and I think at this point Storm. I I, I know less about her yeah. um impact on the team. Um, I know that she's the second leader after Cyclops. Oh, is she? Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I guess any anyone who fills those leader shoes, obviously you can you can throw in the, throw them in there too. But if we're talking about the classic lineup, um, oh yeah, like with the uh, first class, I mean the actual first class, the actual first class, <laughs> uh, Cyclops and Beast are definitely. If you if you lose those two, the team falls apart. I feel like morale goes down. Yeah, without without them, and uh, I don't know. Like I said, Beast is such a savage fighter, and he's also so incredibly intelligent. Mm. Without him, the team is is way. Uh, and I love that he's far, like far, far weaker without him. Yeah, I love that he's like a thespian too. Yeah, of just like quoting Shakespeare all the time. Well, and also I gotta say the fact that one of the finest casting decisions, Kelsey in, Grammer, Kelsey Grammer, yeah, one of the finest casting decisions yeah. in the history of superhero cinema. Yeah, amazing. So cool. So my third is Archangel. Uh, yeah, you or love Angel. You, you love uh, some Angel. Yes, I do. Uh, totally botched in all the movies. He was fantastic in uh, so good Apocalypse. in Apocalypse. Yeah. So good, you know, edgy German kid who fought in rings, killed people. That's that's Angel. No, I just I love the gentle aspect of this character that he he lives up to his name of like when people see him, he, I believe he has healing ability as well. And so it just has this, this cool aspect to him, um, that he, he has the wings, he can fly around, he can heal people. He gets people out of situations. Mm -hmm. He's the medic of the team. He's like to the point where it just reminds me of the mercy character from overwatch that she flies in, gets people out of situation, gets them out. Yeah. He's the, He's the rescue. He definitely he definitely is that role. Yeah. For sure. Um he's cool also to the point where one of the coolest costumes too. Yeah. Uh at least when he was uh, was it Angel or Archangel where he had the sweet purple and blue suit? That's Archangel. Archangel. So yeah. it, which which is a, a part I love in which he gets kidnapped essentially by Apocalypse. Yeah. And experimented on right. uh, and becomes uh the horseman of death. Archangel. That um, oh, I remember that, car yeah. that in the cartoon. That was a sweet yeah arc. Uh, and it's a it's an awesome costume. Yeah, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, are you up next for me? You are next. I am. We just talked about Ooh. Archangel. Oh yeah. Uh, my number three, Colossus. Nice. I he's love Colossus. Guy. I I just I find him so he's such a he's such a good old boy. Yeah. He's just a sweetheart, and he's good so... Good old boy from Russia. Yep, good old boy yeah. from Russia, and uh, I love reading the things he says in his accent in my head. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I love to do that. <laughs> and then yeah. I just... I always thought he had one of the sickest outfits, too, as a kid. Oh, yeah. And just the metallic skin, and... And then the giant X across the... Oh, yeah. Yeah. He... he he has one... You know what I think for me, it's as simple as this. He is one of those characters... That embodies what an X Men is, to me. Col Colossus, is up, yeah, he's up there with like Wolverine, Cyclops, and Beast, and Gambit are a couple others, mm -hmm. but they just look like X Men. Yeah, you could pick them out among all these other Marvel characters. Yeah, like X Men, X Men, X Men. X -Men, X -Men, X -Men. Like, they have that look. Yeah. Whereas like Jubilee, less so. <laughs> <laughs> I Ju still, Jubi to this day, Jubilee. If you if you guys know what I'm talking about, she looks like the characters on the old '90s Burger King Kids Club. Because she was created characters. in the '90s. Like well, I, she well, legitimately yeah. is a '90s character, and her outfit is so '90s. Like 
Jubilee is a character in which they tried to push so hard. They tried to push her so hard. And they're like, well, what's her power? She blows stuff up. She kind of. Fireworks. Like, she makes fireworks. But it's like, never once did I see that power actually utilized in a useful way ever. No. It was like, oh. And she was always getting into shenanigans that set the team back. Yes. Like, I don't know. Because they made Rogue. She was the blundering idiot kid who the who kids, like us watching the show, could relate to. Yes. But one of the big things is that Wolverine took her in as kind of like his his protege of sorts. Yeah. And where in the movies, Rogue essentially filled that space. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, if we're talking about younger characters, I think Kitty Pride is a lot better. Yes. Like, very much by so. far. Yeah. And they should have just kept her around, but whatever. I grew up with Jubilee, so I've got a soft spot. <laughs> but, like, I, I grew up with It is weird that, that Jubilee essentially replaced Kitty Pride, Who is a much better character. Much better character. She gets a freaking pet dragon. <laughs> How cool is that? She can walk through walls. That is pretty sweet. Oh, but anyways, back to Colossus. No, I yeah. just Colossus is a he's he's a very simple character. I don't. Mm -hmm. I honestly don't know like a ton about him. The way I know his a, sister is actually more prominent as an, as a character than he is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know way more about the rest of my top five. Than than him, I I think the part that I like about Colossus so much is he's just simply a likable character, mm -hmm. and he's he's a brute, yeah, and kind of kind of like Beast, his brute his brute uh physical nature juxtaposes who he actually is, mm -hmm. which is a sweet down to earth normal person, yeah, and I guess well Beast Beast isn't so much down to earth, he's in incredibly smart. Yeah. But he's very nice. True. So, yeah. I like that. Uh, my number two is Gambit. Uh, this is a character that's just fun. He is, uh, once again, like Emma Frost, didn't start out on the X-Men. But he was a, he wasn't a villain, but, I mean, he's a thief. And so yeah. he grew up in New Orleans. Nolens. Nolens. Uh, uses a lot of... Cole, shale. Yeah. <laughs> uses a lot of... Um, <laughs> What's the what's the term? Slang? Yeah, the slang there's what the slang he uses is very distinct though. It's not he's it's not Cajun. French. Cajun, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's from like that part of the states. He's a swamp he, person. Yeah, he uses a lot of French words. So he says mon frère, which is my brother. Yeah. Uh Cher? Cher, uh, yeah. which is sister. Uh and then he says mon ami a lot. Which is my love, um, but he's a he's a fun character. I love his power. That essentially oh, yeah. he can you know kinetic turn anything into kinetic energy. See to me that's a character who makes things explode and it actually affects things. And the fact that he uses a fifty two you know fifty two card deck yeah and like that's one of his powers is just throwing cards at people and making it explode. Mm -hmm. um, because you're you're like you're throwing cards at people. It's like yeah, but they explode. Yeah. Okay. And then he uses the quarter staff, which is awesome. Oh and yeah. He can like charge the end of it and like give you like when he hits you, you can make it like blast and explode. And His eyes are scary looking. Yes, the purple. Yeah. yeah. 
And then the fact that he's like so enamored with Rogue and like pursues her to the ends of the earth, uh, knowing that like he can't be with her. Yeah. Wasn't I, I for some reason I always thought like if he charged himself up, they could I don't touch. believe so. That never like happened. For the, no, for the longest time. I think I he was finally able to like be with her when she got Captain Marvel's powers because when that happened she lost her power. Like she had the power. And that's when Captain Marvel was in a coma. She like she stole um not Captain Marvel, it was Miss Marvel at the time. Yes, yeah, uh, right. stole her power. It's why Roe can fly. Um she has the power of flight now. She didn't originally. Uh but Rogue? Mm-hmm. She does fly in the cartoon. Yeah. But I think they go through the Ms. Marvel storyline in that. They do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. In which, why, that's why she can fly. Uh, yeah, and then they have the the interesting thing with Rogue. We're going back into Rogue. But the interesting thing about Rogue in, that, in, the, in the movies is that they made her like this girl who was lost and Wolverine finds her and blah, blah, blah. Whereas in the comics, she's actually found by the Brotherhood of mutants and essentially dates magneto for a while it's so weird to think about. yeah it's so weird uh especially with how old they made magneto in, in the, the in movies. the in the movies yeah and so she dates magneto for a while uh mystique essentially adopts her as her her daughter uh so you have that whole aspect but it's weird very yeah uh, but no, Gambit. I love that character. I love that he's uh, he's one of the people that taught Storm how to live when she was um, a little girl in Africa. Of like, he taught her how to survive to the point where she becomes, you know, she goes out into a tribe and tries to help in a tribe, and then it becomes a goddess of sense of sorts, and that's where she's found by Professor X um, to become part of the X Men. It is interesting that Storm is such an integral part of the X-Men and like she came in way later. Like like Wolverine. Like yeah. those are two characters that are when you think of X-Men, you usually think of like Storm, Wolverine, Cyclops, Gambit. Beast. Like no one thinks of the original 5 so much. Like Cyclops is up there and Beast is up there, mm-hmm. but like Jean Grey, Archangel, Iceman. Like I think a lot of people forget about Iceman. Oh, yeah. Um, he's also a part of the Omega level characters. Just his ability Ice to Man. freeze stuff, like what he can do, is limitless. Yeah, because unlike, let's say, who's who's another common freeze character in the Marvel Universe? I, I, the two examples that I, I was coming up with weren't going to work because they're DC. I can't think of. Uh, yeah, when I think of it, I think. Are there Mr. no other freeze characters? Not that, I, not that I know of. There probably are, but like yeah. when I think of Freeze characters, I think of Iceman, Mr. Freeze, and Captain Cold. So, Sub Zero. <laughs> no, I wasn't even thinking. Okay, no, I, yeah. I, I know. <laughs> there we go. Um, uh, uh, who is your number two? My number two, uh, Wolverine. Yeah, I figured. I love Wolverine. Yeah. I don't feel like I need even. I, I honestly don't. We've even talked feel about like it. I need to go yeah. into it. He's a badass. Um, his story arc is incredible. For anyone who hasn't read it, I strongly suggest reading the original uh, Chris Claremont, Frank Miller miniseries. Mm-hmm. It's it's awesome about his his uh, love. Um, I'm forgetting her name. Uh, Japanese woman. 
Mm, Yes. And that story takes place in Japan. Yes. And when he leaves the X-Men. I believe so. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. And uh, another fantastic one, if you get the chance to read it, I know I've sung this book's praises many times, is Wolverine Weapon X. Okay. Written by by Barry Windsor Smith. And he, he did the artwork and the story for it. Which... Boss. It's awesome. The Wolverine movie, Origins... Was loosely based around... Loosely based around, yeah. Loosely because that movie's terrible. Uh, and, and, and then... Um, and they the, don't introduce the other Weapon X stuff. Like, they do introduce Sabretooth and uh, and Deadpool, but, like, Omega Red and Lady Deathstroke... Deathstrike, sorry. Really cool characters. Yeah. Oh, I was also also going to say the other Wolverine movie, uh, which the name of it's escaping me. The Wolverine. So just call it, is it just called the Wolverine? Yeah. So there's Wolverine that Origins. That one's loosely based on Chris Claremont's. Yeah. With run. the Silver Samurai and. I don't, why am I forgetting the name of Wolverine's love interest? I can never remember her like name. Himiko or something like that. <sighs> something Japanese. She's it's very Japanese. It's very very traditional Japanese. Yeah. Uh, with the Silver Samurai in it mm-hmm. and yeah all that. That's classic stuff i'm trying to remember if there's any other classic wolverine stuff that i really like like as much as those two i think those two are like the clear favorites of mine um yeah i think wolverine for well for me goes way back to, to my childhood as a, as a favorite character for me i went to i went for bleh, <laughs> words <laughs> I went as him for Halloween oh, yeah. at least two years in a row. Nice. Yeah, I had the uh, brown and yellow costume. Mm-hmm. Classic. And, and the plastic from the TV show. Claus- yep. Oh no no! no the TV no, show is no. yellow and blue. Yeah. No, yeah, no, it was the the comics. The yeah, 80s. the original. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I think I I mean we can both. I'm pretty sure our number ones are the same. Cyclops. Cyclops. Yeah. Let's yeah. talk about that for a little bit. I love Cyclops. Uh, incredible character. Um. To me, he is a very tragic character. He is. Of He leads the X-Men, so anything that happens to the team, he puts on his own shoulders. He's an incredible tactician um, to the point where he understands everyone on the team. Uh, Wolverine has said himself that he's afraid of Scott, um, uh, of Cyclops' power. Mm. Like... I think it was the he. Um, He's got to be close to Omega with his. Yeah, he can so, wipe out so entire mountainside. So that's where the Omega stuff is. Uh, it's Tricky. not. Yeah, it's not saying that they're not powerful. Like Cyclops is a powerful character, mm-hmm. but his power is limited. Yeah. Like he is limited to that laser blast, of and that laser blast doesn't have limitless potential. It has a. Like, it is extremely powerful. But it's got a cap on it. But it it. has a cap on it. The Omega level is these are characters that their powers don't have caps because they they can grow and grow and grow. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so they even have that in there. Like, it's a... You need to read House of M. It's really good. And so, like, it goes and it's like... It even does a difference of, like, this character... Like, this mutant and this mutant, like, comparing... This mutant is extremely powerful, but even though he's extremely powerful, this mutant has unlimited potential. And so that's why they're Omega level and this one is not. Yeah. Uh so it's it's really cool. 
Um, it's you. I don't know if they've really talked about this anywhere else, but um, where it said that Franklin Richards, who is, uh, who is Mister Fantastic and um, Invisible Woman's son, who is extremely powerful, uh, he is he is on that level of Omega level, and that he's a mutant. That he is not a, uh, he is not just super powered for super powered being because mm-hmm. his parents are like he is a mutant, uh, and yeah, his his power is limitless. Like I would actually say, Franklin Richards is the most powerful being in the galaxy, yeah. in the universe, uh, to the point where he could he could control universes being made uh, and send them and create them. Wow. Yeah. Uh. Oh, I was gonna so back to Cyclops. Cyclops yes, I, I was gonna say. Um, I think, I think the proof is in the pudding with that character in in the sense that so much of the drama and the story in X Men revolves mm-hmm. around him. Yeah, and and his tragic nature and what he goes through. Yeah, and to the point where one of the last points we see of Cyclops before he dies, uh, in Secret Wars, is that he says Magneto was right. Like that's a that was actually a big point in like three to four years ago that they had an X Men. Mm-hmm. That was Cyclops said Magneto's right that humans like don't deserve the Earth essentially. <laughs> um, and it was after the genocide of um, what was it called? Genesis? No, Geonosia. Okay. Uh, in which I think 13 million mutants were killed, which is crazy. Yep, yep. Wow. Yeah. And the dark hush falls over the room. Yeah, 13 million. Like it actually happened. In the, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's actually a point in the uh, in House of M that there's this doctor who says the rate in which mutants are appearing is so fast that if Geonosha didn't happen, then they would have uh, overtaken humans as the mo- the more dominant species on on the Earth by now. Wow, uh, that's cool. Yeah, and then they have a point of like in the next and but even with that, they will be the n- most dominant in the next twenty years. And so like it's yeah. this whole. I remember. Um watching i think i've said this on the podcast but it's probably been a long time it might even go back to when we were in the uh in your room oh yeah um i remember watching several of the x-men movies with my dad and we he he enjoyed them and stuff and and, and we uh i think i want to say we were in the middle of watching first class and my dad was like because it, it, it my, my dad is so practical my dad's mm-hmm. so literal yeah and then it's like but the alle- the metaphor doesn't work. They can kill people, <laughs> and, he, and, and, and he's like, and they have an in- an incredibly unfair advantage on all of us. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense how you can make make the comparison to like, um, you, you know, disenfranchised minorities. Yeah, because that's that's what it's obviously it's mirroring. That. Yes, and, and it's and, mirrored that. And since my, the my dad's like, but it's not the same. <laughs> they have an unfair advantage on all of us. They can kill us in many ways we can't even predict. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I get it, but like. Still, you still can't treat but, but, them but, wrongly. But, no, well, no, I was gonna say I admit it, but it's a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that is it for our top five. Moving on to a segment we haven't done in a long time. Yeah, which is uh, favorite recent reads. Yeah, uh, I've actually essentially just dropped mine quite a bit. Uh, 
What do you mean you haven't I, read this week? No, no, no. Uh, like dropped hints. Mine is House of M by Jonathan Hickman. Oh, I, 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 I thought book. you were going to say you haven't read it. No. Uh, I've also, I'm, I think, halfway through The Strain, which is a Del Toro comic, horror comic about like zombieish vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, really cool. Really nice. Yeah. Um, mine is uh, Superman American Alien. Okay. And you read this how long ago? Two years ago? Three. Two two years ago, it sounds right. Two years ago? Yeah. Um, my girlfriend's brother-in-law recommended it to me, and I said, well, your taste is so similar to my co-host's, mm-hmm. uh, who has recommended me so many things um, that I've you know enjoyed, mm-hmm. and he also is a big Jonathan Hickman fan. Because he's, he's a wonderful man. By the way, Daniel, I hope you're listening to this. Yeah. Anyways, um, he was telling me that American Alien is just a really great retelling of not just not just Superman's origin story, but Clark Kent's origin story. Yeah. And they really focus very little on Kal-El. In fact, he knows, in, in that story, it's kind of interesting, he, he knows like Jack yeah. about... You know, he, I, th- I think he knows he came from another planet, mm-hmm. but I, at this at point, I mean, even when American Alien leaves off, I think he knows very little mm-hmm. about Jor-El or Lara and, uh, and Krypton. Krypton and yeah, general. well, it's like, oh my, and oh my goodness, so so much cool, so many cool things happen in it. Like one of my one of my favorite uh, highlights had to have been when he was on that that yacht pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Deathstroke somehow finds out. And then tries to go toe to toe with him. Yeah. And a drunken young Clark Kent freaking boomerangs him <laughs> off the ship. And Deathstroke goes, What the? And he just like goes flying, just yeah. like across the ocean. And, yeah. he, and he's like, What is going Like, what? What just happened? Like that, like that was Bruce yeah. Wayne. Yeah. And uh, that's got to be one of my most favorite like comedic moments mm-hmm. that I've ever read in any comic book. That was yeah. just a, an awesome moment. Um, just great nerdy moment. Um, and I loved the ending fight with Lobo. Yeah. And Lobo is just talking mad trash, yeah. making him feel like he's, you know, just worthless. And he's, yeah. he's, like, he's like, you got nothing on me and this and that. And then... Superman throws him into outer space. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! Like, what a power move. Yeah. That was that, that was such a power move, like in a video game. It was mm-hmm. just, oh man, I got, he, I got chills, huge smile on my face. Yeah. I have one right now. I'm just just think, <laughs> just thinking about it. I can confirm. Yeah. Yeah. No, it right. was it was a really really enjoyable read, and there's some cool emotional stuff in there where, you know, Clark's been in Metropolis for a while, and. He, you know, he's kind of falling out of touch with some of his friends, and they and they visit him, and mm-hmm. one one of his friends, and he have an altercation, and basically Clark realizes he has to remember who he is, yeah, and stop being just a big shot, and that was really great. I liked that a lot, and then um, the final kiss with Lois at the end, and nah, that was just really really well told, cute story with a lot of. A lot of power in it, and a lot of, you know, good good feels. Mm-hmm. Definitely one of my favorite reads. Actually, not not only would I say this is my favorite recent read, I would say this is one of my favorite comics that I've read in the past five years. Yeah, yeah. So that comic was actually written by the. Did you ever see the movie Chronicle? No, but I know it's it's written by um. Why am I forgetting his name? Max Landis. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so 
who is yeah who is the main writer on Chronicle, and so uh, really really brilliant writer in my opinion. He understands people. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think American Alien uh, really conveys that. Yeah, it's a it's a very well, and that's kind of the thing that um, Daniel and I were talking about is uh, Superman is a very human character, mm-hmm. despite not being human. Yeah, he was. <laughs> He's like, more human than humans. That, that's the interesting. Sp- aspect of like he is a more human character than batman is yeah um yeah who is essentially just vengeance oh um, speaking of which uh loved the dick grayson moment where where, where is, it, is it young dick grayson or young uh tim drake where he runs into him at lex corp it's probably dick grayson i think i think it is no it's yeah it's got to be dick grayson because yeah. this is early on in yeah. superman's life yeah and and Dick Grayson's like challenging himself. He's like he, it shows his internal monologue as he's profiling mm-hmm. Clark Kent. Yeah, and he's talking about the way he looks and his. He's like his hair was clearly brushed really very quickly. He was in a hurry this morning, mm-hmm. or you know, just he ate this for lunch and yeah. And that was a cool little nod to, you know, the astute mind that is Dick Grayson. Yeah, even as a kid, really, really good read. Yes, awesome, highly recommend. Well, that is that is it for this week's Origins adaptation, Adaptations. Very glad that you guys could join us. Uh, if you want to learn more, not learn more, if you want to see more, catch up, stay in the loop, uh, you can catch us on Nerd Weekly uh, on Facebook, at Nerd Weekly Podcast on Twitter, at Nerd Weekly Cast on Instagram. If you want to send us an email, nerd.weekly.forever at gmail.com. I am Andrew. You can find me at Lebearded. Cooper on Instagram. Where can they find you, Cody? You can find me at Cody and Wilson on Instagram. And uh, you can find the beautiful and wonderful Chris Crenshaw uh, with Suede Records at Suede Records on Instagram as well as on Facebook. Go to the website. It's a great website. Um, they are the wonderful hosts of this podcast, this specific podcast, Origins and Adaptations. Uh, on Thursdays, catch our uh movie podcast reel it in uh this week we will be talking about red dawn the classic and then on saturdays catch us on our video game podcast biomodded yes yep thank you for joining us thanks everyone see ya take care